Well, it's, it's a soused Snipes marched over to Elamine's table and blurted, what did you call us? You don't know us. And then smacked him with a soft, small purse. <laughs> the term is scrotum. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. In violent Brooklyn, a man was attacked by his own pit bulls. Bitten so viciously, his arm was nearly severed with bone exposed. It was rough and dangerous. How far will dogs go once they know we're... we're full of bones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were just living on thin ice because we're all bones. It's just a matter of time. Reports say he kept one of the pit bulls at arm's length and single-handedly fought off the rest. Uh, Police removed the man's dog, seven pit bulls, from the home. Oh, please don't take my dogs. They're all I have left. Cops suspect it might have been part of a dog fighting ring. The dogs were taken downtown for questioning, but none of them would speak. They finally confessed when they were threatened with a vacuum cleaner. They were taken to the ASPCA in East New York, and thank God they were removed from the dog fighting place and brought to the dog murdering place. (laughs) The NYPD Animal Cruelty Investigation Squad looking into the the attack. Dogs might have been victims of cruelty who basically fought back against their tyrannical, abusive master. Yes, which means the pit bulls aren't really vicious. We've seen this before. It's called the battered woman defense. Or maybe they had postpartum depression. Joining me now, Gavin McKinnis. Man, you're uh, just a singular name in, in the world of everything, I would say. Gavin? Licorice? <laughs> Aside from licorice, uh, you speak out on, on everything that you think. And uh, how, how did you get the courage to do that? Booze. Oh. And not just booze in the modern era, but genetically hundreds of years of booze. Oh, you see, the Scots were at war, under siege from England for 700 years. Uh-huh. So anyone who doesn't like conflict or is, is uh, coquettish is dead, extinct. And Scotland breeds assholes. And then on top of that, you have this sort of thing where you, <clears throat> you like conflict so much that you put yourself in dangerous situations because you like war. So booze is a way of simulating war. I see. And so there's like a cumulative effect uh, in the Scotch people. Yep. The Scots. Well, you know, it, it seems to me like really all alcoholism is, is uh, remorse. If you don't have remorse, you're not an alcoholic. You're just a guy who loves to drink. So all you have to do is not have remorse. And uh, you seem to have done a pretty good job of that. When did you last have a drink? been 16 years but i think tonight might be the night <laughs> what, what is with comedians and booze like jim when did you quit when you were 14 no i quit when i was 30 and i it just i was sick of it and i really was tired of it that, that was never a big deal the novelty of not drinking it never wore off i don't want to have a meeting here but <laughs> yeah i mean the cigarettes were harder to give up it just seems weird that every comedian i know is not only sober but adamant about it you have to be you know you can't casually quit Maybe it's because you guys are on tour and part of your payment is booze. And you travel all the way to fucking Cleveland for a show. You're done in 10 minutes. Mm. And now you have 30 hours to kill. Yeah, the lifestyle does lend itself to it, I guess. Yeah, And, 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 and Cleveland, Jesus Christ, that, that's a marquee town. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice-sized city. Oh, it gets so much worse. You know, I, I was in St. Louis for eight days in a row. Wow. I was in uh, St. Louis blows. 
<laughs> it's all wiggers. Yeah. And the like. It is. Like our mayor. I, I knew a guy, a surgeon, who moved to St. Louis because he wanted the most interesting ER. And they go, well, if you're looking for a baby with a gunshot in the eye, this is the place for you. Wow. Oh wow, that's what a, what what a strange criteria to choose criteria to you know like that's why I want to go to a place. I want an interesting ER. I mean, they're all going to be pretty. Well, you're interesting. a surgeon. You don't want to go to fucking Boca Raton and deal with someone's uh, uh, varicose veins. You want him. He this guy. This is my father-in-law's brother. Sews up veins, mm. little veins. And I go, how do you sew up little veins? How do you keep your hands steady? And he goes, oh, you got to. Can't do it after late forties. I mean, you get too shaky. Wow, it's a young man's game sewing up to capillaries. <laughs> Sheesh, that's a tight. Well, that that yeah, that's a tight little uh, little. Uh, what, what do you call that? A, 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 a uh, when you when you sew, it had, there's a word for that, right? What is Wait, that? We're supposed a, to a know loop? sewing terms. <laughs> that's called a tight loop. Uh, well, Jesus. The towns get so much worse. You're, you're from originally. Yeah, uh, Jesus. If you're listening right now, those towns get a lot worse. Jesus. Fix- oh, I thought you were praying to Jesus. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're Catholic, right? Sure. And you're devout. Yes. And do you have a saint that you turn to with any regularity? No. Okay. I did. I forgot his name. Mm. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I'm very new to Catholicism. There's probably a saint for that, for for forgotten shit. <laughs> I'm still saint forgetful. Yeah, I'm get, still figuring it out as I go along. The wife has a saint. She's always uh, whichever is the saint of lost stuff, and that's what she's always she's always invoking his name. She'll out loud call out to the saint, really, to help her find the fucking remote. <laughs> and he's, he goes, "I've got bigger fish to fry." <laughs> but someone oh. lost their son <laughs> at sea. He's like, why not? Here we go. My wife has a saint that she prays to every night. It's called Mike Hawk. Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. down with a prayer. Yeah. yeah. That's right. A little, a little swallowing oh, prayer. Can you imagine how great that? Well, I don't know what your sex life would be, but is, but mine, my wife doesn't long for my cock all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's because she's longing for my cock all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never met your wife before, and uh, nice you've been married for a long time. Ten years. Okay. I've known her since two thousand one, though. Okay, man, that that is a while. And uh, how did you meet? Max Fish uh, Bar in the East Village. I had eaten out her friend Jen Farnham, and Jen lived in San Francisco, and she worked at Fat Rec Chords, uh, Fat Mike, and No Effects, and all those sort of new school punk bands. Uh huh. And that was sort of the scene. Emily, my wife, was more of a fag hag. She's more into that side of it. But, you know, they meet in San Francisco, the, uh, the weirdos. Uh-huh. And so Jen came to Montreal. I ate her out. I did an excellent job. Did she come up there for that purpose? Maybe subconsciously. Because <laughs> we hadn't met or anything. But I think she felt the draw. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> She lived there for a while. Same scene. And, you know, I make fun of, of young people now for Tinder and all their things. But this sort of post-punk alternative scene was a Tinder of sorts. Mm. How we so? Know each other. Well, I know who Fat Mike is through punk rock. You know, I've only met him twice. But I know that scene. And, you know, I know who Pepper is from Corrosion of Conformity. So that's that sort of Louisiana scene with Pantera and, you know. Dave Hill seems to know everyone in every scene. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Dave Hill, like we know all the same people in New Orleans. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, that's that's almost the opposite of Tinder, which is like anonymous sex with people that you would never heard right, of. Right, I guess Tinder's, I guess I was thinking of like eHarmony where they type in all your criteria <laughs> and then it matches you up. Like, You're talking about a real sense of community. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like it, with the scene, the scene, whatever you want to call it back then, uh, it was like your data was punched in. Yeah. You know, like Emily and I know the same songs. Yeah. She liked Naked Raygun and the, the Stranglers, and I didn't like Naked Raygun. Like the strength, <laughs> and then word got around about so your anyway, magical so, cunt-eating mouth. So I, that cunt-eating mouth, and then I met Max Fish, and she'd just been to a wedding. Eric Foss, the guy who owns Lit, had just gotten married. I think it was just for papers, I, but you know what I think happened is they just got married for papers, and this happens all the time mm. in with alternative people. And it worked out, right? No, oh. the opposite. So mm. they think everything's groovy, and we'll eventually fall in love, and marriage doesn't mean anything, and it's just a ceremony, it's just a piece of paper, blah 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 blah. Oh, okay. And then. The German, they all seem to be German, just goes, all right, peace. And they go, oh, uh, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. It's just a joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they think that they're above tradition, and they, they call it's bluff. Uh-huh. And then they realize, wow, that didn't work. So what happens? So she dumps him, and I think Eric Foss is, this is me just guessing. Eric's never said this, but I think he was verklempt after he got dumped. But anyway, this was the night of the wedding, and my wife had just moved to New York from San Francisco Broke up with her boyfriend of five years, and she's probably alone, single, scared, feeling vulnerable at the wedding. Perfect. Getting, getting depressed. Exactly. The eagle seeks his prey. <laughs> and I just came, kawah, kawah. Had a bag. Of, not that the eagles make that sound. Uh, <laughs> it's maybe a crow, right? I thought there was an eagle in the room. <laughs> Get these goddamn eagles out of here. Uh, I had a bag of Coke, and uh, just really... <laughs> Went to town that night and solidified the deal, and uh, soon after we were married. All right, man. And so did you? Did you open with that? You know, I think I ate your friend out. She said, uh, "I know who you are. You know Jen, right? You're the vice guy, whatever." And then I said, "Yeah," and just fucking kept going. And again, guys, if you're listening, I assume you are. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. all you not listening out there, fuck you. <laughs> A deaf people reading the transcripts of this. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> all caps. Transcribe that into all caps. Yeah. Um, you just gotta talk. Talking, laughing, fucking. And in fact, I would I would update that too. Talking, 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 laughing, fucking. Oh, I see. Yeah. Just Give it a little more talk. Just don't shut up. Yeah. Talk her right into talk her clothes off. Yeah. No. Well, whatever happened to that? It's it's. There's no patience for that anymore. They've the women now have made it so easy. Supposedly, I don't know. I have a, I never had a Tinder account. Yeah, I think they just it's just a bunch of sixes that come over. I think you say net. This is my interpretation of it right mm-hmm. now. They sound like Bill O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. They just uh, Netflix and chill. So you mm-hmm. come over. I think you watch Netflix for 15 minutes and then you get a blowjob. Then maybe you fall asleep and then she leaves. Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound bad. Yeah, that doesn't sound like hell on earth. I don't think I, I probably I don't have a Tinder account. I never had one. I probably if my marriage keeps going the way it's going, I probably won't get one. I'll probably hold off. Come on, Pat. You know how it goes. Joe, who was it? Joe Matarese was talking about this. When you get older, you have these times when you go, "Holy fuck!" I mean, we're getting divorced. This is it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna get like a studio apartment. In the East Village, and just I'll be like the Punisher. I'll just wake up at 8 p.m. and do pull-ups, <laughs> yeah. and eat gruel, and then go out and kill drug dealers all night. Mm-hmm. And then those two weeks go by, and you're on a different plateau, higher up plateau. Yeah, and yeah. It, Chris Cotton too said this on my show once. He goes, "You can have a bad year in marriage. You're going to be together for a long fucking time." Wow, no one has ever quoted Chris Cotton to me. <laughs> <laughs> Least of all about relationships. <laughs> 
He's happily married, and he he lived in another city for a long time. Chris. Oh, separate from his wife. Separate from his wife. Whoa, how long? Well, months at a time. He'd be here in New York when he was doing Artie Lang's show, and his wife is back in Philly. I think that's right, yeah. So that's a hike. And so she's here now? Uh, no, I think he went back to Philly. I don't know. Oh, good fucking riddance. Yeah, get out of Man, here. Man, hey, if you want to leave New York, get the fuck out. Yeah, the especially NY. guys that black. He's black <laughs> as a piece of coal. I can't even see him at night. He looks like Daffy Duck or something after he got shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, huh. he shouldn't go out at night near cars. It's dangerous. It's it's And he's dangerous. I feel like saying that when I'm in Bushwick, too, and I'm driving, and some black guy crosses the street, not near the light, uh-huh. with his hood up, and I'm like, you're black. <laughs> You, like, take all the racial connotations out of that. Just pure yeah. color-wise, yeah. you're not visible to me. You're camouflaged with the night. I can't <laughs> see you. It is a true danger. The NYPD, corrupt as fuck. The Justice Department's investigation. Uh, well, there's cops in South Brooklyn accused of accepting favors in exchange for favors. You heard it right. Mutual favors. <laughs> it's it's uh, Kings County businessmen showered gifts. Trips, cash, and diamonds on New York City policemen. That's right. Officers taking diamond showers with cash. Uh, While some top brass flew around the world taking turns fucking the flight attendant, who was really just a hooker dressed as a flight attendant. This happened. Uh, 20 members of the NYPD questioned by the FBI. Six cops have been disciplined or reassigned. Uh, The investigation was touched off with the bribery arrest of Brooklyn businessman Shia Lichtenstein, a well-connected man of the tribe of Judea. Using his connections with the NYPD gun licensing division, he would purchase a gun permit from a cop for $6,000, turn around, sell it for 18000 That's how bad people want a gun in New York City. But wait a minute. You can't resell a gun license. Apparently you can. If you get it from a cop, which they did, and they would, I mean, like I said, he would, I guess, bribe them. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can't legally do it. But, you know, if you know people okay. using his connections, it's 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 an allegation. Because I know, guys, it, there's a lawyer there, the top lawyer in the game, actually used to be a woman, believe it or not. And he, in quotation marks, for 7 to 10K, he'll set you up. It'll take you a while. You'll start with a 22 under your bed, and then he'll get you up to a concealed carry. But that's zero corruption involved. And as far as passing on a license... It has your name on it. It's a nightmare to get one. What are you going to do? Scratch out your name with liquid paper and put in Pat Dixon? Well, I, I, su- I suppose that's why they pay $18,000. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> because they're getting it. Uh, and, uh, I mean, allegedly, you know, no, nobody knows. Uh, and, NY- and, and also this story, an NYPD commander, and this is in the midst of this probe. He was grilled by the feds. This ever-widening corruption probe. He's under intense scrutiny. He drove up to the Bergen Point golf course, shot himself in the head about four miles from his West Babylon home. Saddest thing to happen on a golf course since Tin Cup. <laughs> uh, tragic. But at least on his last round, he got a hole in one. Uh, sources say uh, say he was afraid uh, his career was in jeopardy. Uh, if it wasn't before, it definitely is now. Unfortunately, very hard to find work in law enforcement with a suicide on your record. <laughs> Uh, it goes on and on, this corruption. Is, yeah. is that just a, a New York thing? I don't know. I can't figure it out. I know that New York is incredibly corrupt, right? Yeah. And if you take, you look at Albany, you take any politician's name, not just Cuomo, but any politician, and put it in quotes next to the word controversy, 
you will find embezzling, blah, blah. Almost, mm-hmm. Without exception. I wrote an article about it. I couldn't find someone who didn't have that. Wow. But then I'm talking to, what's his name, Ryan Gadeski over at uh, Washington something examiner or whatever. And, and he was saying they are scrutinized so heavily that every time anything goes wrong, they get fucking reamed up the poop chute. Now, the two are not mutually exclusive. Maybe we have both a very rigorous checks and balance system up there mm. and unbelievable corruption at the same time. That seems possible. You, you open up the New York Post and there's someone going down every day. Yeah, yeah. Sheldon Silver was going down for a long time. Long time. He's down now, right? Did he? What did he get, four years? Finally, you know. But now he's like, oh, I've got cancer. Let me, I don't want to, you know, all that I shit. I don't want to die in prison. I, think- I got some gossip, by the way. Mm. So Cuomo was going down, my insiders tell me, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, you're talking about Preet Bahara is like uh, taking him down, you mean? Like that no, kind of no, thing? No, no, like the going to jail. Yeah. There was this billion dollar thing to improve Buffalo. Buffalo still sucks. A billion dollars has vanished. Oh, yeah. And then just before Cuomo was about to go, his four guys that he was in it with are going to jail. So the theory is that Cuomo rolled on those dudes to mm. save his prosecution, and now he's Mr. We need transparency in government. That's part of his whole ruse. And he's been embezzling, at least heavily involved in uh, embezzling, a billion fucking bucks. Wow. Okay. I, that's believable. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. That is the opinion of this show. <laughs> Do not make any mistake. I am alleging that Governor Cuomo is a thief. And I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. I got guys. Yeah, I believe you. If anybody's connected, it's Gavin McInnes, yep. who you can hear on the and see on the Kumia Network four days a week. What's the Kumia Network? It's the Kumia Network is a great revolutionary network that carries the best shows that you can find online. I believe you're referring to the Compound Network. Oh, Compound. Compound right. Media. It's going to take some getting used to. Yes, it is. I always say the the the, the network whose name is synonymous with truth. <laughs> I keep hearing Aaron answer the phones. It's Compound Media. I don't know. I, I I don't like it. I mean, like what it was. I love the network, but I, I thought Kumi was a fine name. Uh, and now it's Compound. I mean, it's you look at Tammany Hall and the FDNY back in the Gangs of New York days, mm-hmm. where they'd put a bucket over the fire hydrant and sit on it if there was a fire, so your guys could come. That's how they would, you know, put dibs on a fire. You know about that? No, I never heard they, of that. They take an over overturned trash can, put it over the fire hydrant. The guy would sit on it, and that meant my fire department is going to handle this. Oh. And that's how you, you call dibs. And then the, that department would show up. they take the thing off, set up the hose, and try to hose it down. Meanwhile, everyone's looting everything that was inside. Yeah, the house is burning. And, but they got paid by the fire is why they would do that, right? Right, right. Yeah. And then you look at modern FDNY, where these guys are everywhere, all over New York. There's no fucking fires in New York. There's one every 10 years, but they show up if you choke on a chicken bone. And these guys are getting paid to sleep. They retire at 40 with an index pension that their wife then gets when they die. The city can't afford it. And you think, is that so different from gangs in New York? Now, of course, we have 9-11 and never forget. The the (laughs) price of bravery is unaffordable at this point. Yeah, support the firemen. But a lot of people who who join the department after that, uh, they're they're going by a lower standard because the physical standard is lowered by the women. Yes. And then another standard is lowered by another group. You know, you set off your carbon monoxide thing by accident or it's broken. The whole two fucking trucks show up with 12 guys on each and they've got their gear on and they're 
giant radios and their fucking big rubber boots. Yeah. And they're all billing for all of that. We're just keep getting reamed for it and reamed for it. I don't think New York has changed since the 1830s. It's still Buffalo Bill and Boss Tweed. Except, yeah, now the, the uh, apartment buildings are a little bit less flammable, perhaps. <laughs> well, the, is... And the apartments are smaller. I bet. I bet when the, I bet when this was some fucking dock workers' apartment, this was just like one of the kids' rooms. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is probably an SRO or like a you know drunk flop house or something like. We that. We were looking at a place out in Brooklyn, and I go. It was like three million dollars for a three-story tiny house with a tiny backyard. Mm-hmm. And I go, "What's the deal with this? Why is there no basement?" And they go, "Oh, this was just for the horses." And I go, "Wait, the servants would 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 have their horses there, and then they would sleep up top." No, 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 no. This was just for horses. The servants had a much nicer house. And I'm like, for what? And they go, that house. And they point to this insane mansion. Wow. That had like 50 rooms. So we were pleading for $3 million to live where the horses used to live. Yeah, meanwhile, we gotta we gotta stop the carriage industry because it's cruel to horses. Right? Yeah. No, they, they used to have a higher standard than us. They're millionaires. <laughs> I would oh. kill to live in a horse's house. Yeah, a community affairs detective is in hot water. First, he didn't cooperate with the investigation. Then he he didn't show up for the departmental trial on internal charges brought because of his lack of cooperation with the investigation. Well, 27-year-old, or is he not year old? 27-year NYPD veteran uh, Michael Malisi, and this will be heavily edited, will probably be fired. And he doesn't give a shit. He filed his retirement papers in April, meaning he's in the clear. So that's his deal. He's just like, fuck it. I'm not yeah. going to. Why, why would I participate in this shit? Fire me. 27 is your past your 20-year mark, right? Yeah, he's ready to go. He's got his pension. Then there's uh, Jonah Reichnitz. That's investigators looking into the uh, a Dominican Republic trip bankrolled by him. He's a top-funded razor, a fundraiser for... Uh... Top-funded <laughs> razor of he's hell. A... <laughs> He's a top fundraiser for uh, Father uh, of the Fro, Bill de Blasio. Uh, the mayor uh, em- embroiled in a separate fundraising scandal of his own. You know, he's uh, he's known to help out his donors who, and, and with favorable land deals, zoning exemptions, and big money deals. Uh, there's Joseph Dusich. He's, he, he wanted the city to buy his rat-resistant Mintic, Mintex bags, and for a decade they told him to go fuck himself. Then he contributed $100,000 to... Uh, Campaign for One New York. That's his slush fund, the mayor's old slush fund. And, uh, oh, guess what? All of a sudden we got a bunch of rat-resistant bags. I'd like to see the evidence, by the way, that those Mintex bags work. Yeah. Oh, rats hate mint. They'll <laughs> eat hu- They'll eat anything. They'll eat you and me and our shit at the same time. Mmm, yummy. <laughs> yummy yeah. Gavin and Pat and yeah. shit. Oh, I absolutely hate mint. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm hungover. I Don't can't... Th- They'll, they'll literally eat through your wall to get to your garbage. Yeah. They don't care about some minty smells. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming Mintex, yeah. It's like a strong mint smell, and it keeps the squir- squirrels away, too. You can't keep squirrels away. Good luck. Those are some very robust kind of creatures. Well, they're why there. we're here, you understand. What do you mean? Well, after the Ice Age, those mammals, those little furry mammals, went underground, survived the apocalypse upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I don't know how many millions of years later, they poked their heads out. And it was safe to come out. They kept going and evolving, and eventually you got us. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't believe in evolution. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like a strict creationist. And eventually God created us. 
Uh, Dean Skelos and his son, by the way, sentenced to prison terms. State Senator Dad got five years for using his power to get his son no-show jobs. Going to prison for trying to enable your fucking son to be worthless. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, that's a good dad right there, isn't it? That's, he's really teaching his son a lesson. That is something else. What a else. bunch of fucking crooks. Yeah. It's all as bad it. as Chicago. Yeah, and then at least there's so far still fewer shootings here, even though uh, the law and order is slipping away. Commissioner well, Bratton. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, the unfortunate thing about shootings and crime is it all comes down to race. I mean, it, I think the problems with blacks in America comes down to welfare, and we've, we've incentivized single moms, and we split apart the black family. So, but once that damage is done, and you have these single moms and these kids with idle hands, bored and tempted by drugs mm -hmm. and the stupid drug war, mm -hmm. once you already have that situation, I'm not going back too deep now, the less, the more contained the blacks are, the lower the crime. And what Giuliani did is he pushed all the blacks to the east, to East New York. And this is a tragedy, but the way it worked is we have a, a very controlled shooting range now. And there's a murder a day in New York, whereas Chicago has the entire south side, much bigger area mm. of African Americans and much more shootings. Those are some very now, challenging remarks. <laughs> I'm not saying what we do is we keep shrinking black land like Native Americans and wall it up so they can just kill themselves. I'm saying end the drug war, stop welfare, get the black family back. But as far as today goes, busting everyone seems to work. Well, and, and that's what they're really trying to avoid. And they're taking away the tools the cops have to do that. Uh, the, the new training... Uh, for the NYPD cadets, is really quite different. You know, they're they're not allowed to. First of all, they're they're uh, the the city council changing the laws. No more urinating in the street, or or, or no, excuse me, no more arrest for urinating in the street. They're yeah. encouraging urinating in the street. They believe that those laws are uh, enforced unfairly on uh, people of color. Uh, it seems to me if you're not urinating in the street, they can't arrest you for urinating in the no, street. No, and once they run the actual numbers of times that cr crime occurs, they realize the opposite is true. Yeah. Like with the stop and frisk with whites, they go, they're stopping blacks way more than whites. Yeah, but as far as murder goes or owning a gun, mm -hmm. blacks are wildly disproportionately represented. Mm -hmm. And they're actually being proportionally stopped and frisked. Less yeah, which than is they what, appear in the yeah, stats. Bloomberg actually said that. Can yes. you imagine a time only two years ago? I know, eh? <laughs> yeah, I was stunned when he said that. Yeah, and it just flatly, you know, just as if like, yeah, that's just the fact. And and I guess having a like twenty six billion dollars makes you really confident. Well, also being a number. I mean, he made his fortune on my numbers. Yeah, yeah, the numbers are on his side. Yeah. So he's a numbers man. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, it's it's come to a point where statistical information, even if shit's true, you're really not walking on firm ground socially to quote oh, you things. Could, I could start a million fights with facts. With, uh, Africa sold 12 million slaves. America got 388,000 of them. You say that to someone and they'll fucking murder you. Yeah. Now, th those... Those slaves procreated. They they made babies. Yeah. And they got up to millions. Next thing you know, we got million. the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as what we got that was sold to us, by the way, not from white people. Why are white people the bad guys? We took the least amount of slaves mm -hmm. from people who weren't white. Right. Africans, Jews, Arabs sold us these slaves. We benefited the least out of any. Brazil had like four million and now we're the bad guys forever. We didn't start slavery, as Pat Buchanan said. 
we ended it. Yeah, we ended it. And and uh, that's a that's a powerful statement. It really is. You'll get punched. You'll get knocked out cold in Harlem or East New York if you say that to some black kid. We should put that to the test. <laughs> <laughs> Man on the street. Uh, we're going to tell you things. We have no questions. Yeah. <laughs> you ask us. That's uh, that. That would be fun. But I, 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 I would I, do that if I was Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a suit on and go. Uh, excuse me. My, my my name's Clark. I'm I'm wondering if you realize that after the Civil War, the balance sheet was zero. So there's no way that slavery could have uh, built this country. Uh, any wealth that was accrued was gone. I'm gonna, psh, I'm gonna mow psh, down a ton of psh, psh, uh, Please stop punching me, young man. Yeah, Superman oh, goes man. to the hood to teach about American history. Well, that's we do have a genre like that where there's these MMA super Jason Statham types who go into the bad part of town. I remember seeing a movie in the 90s about this guy who was like a Marine and he went into a black high school to sort of try to straighten them out mm-hmm. which he does and yeah. they all love him at the end yeah but like all the he gets all the gangs out of the high school does does he teach through rap that sometimes gets to be it <laughs> that's how you relate to people of color Uh-oh. oh that's nothing uh so commissioner bratton what do you think are you a fan commissioner bratton they're calling bill bratton police commissioner of uh nypd they're calling him uh they're calling him bratton 2.0 or yeah 2.0 because he's a weakened, watered-down version of the Bratton he was in the 90s when Giuliani, when Giuliani used him, uh, hired him to, uh, you know, to be his police commissioner. Well, clearly, if these rookies are be- being being trained to be politically correct, he's a wuss. Yeah. I mean, of course, that comes from Shira Sheenland, who imposed this shit when she said stop and frisk is unconstitutional the way they're doing it. Oh, abroad? You mean you went back and you found a woman who had started this mess? Of course. I didn't have to go far. Every, everywhere you look. <laughs> and then de Blasio dropped the appeal. And so they said, yeah, we'll have the independent guy to come in and do all this shit. They literally are telling the NYPD, don't racially profile. That's, a, don't do that. Okay. That's one of the, that's like. Tell that to an Israeli uh, security guard at the airport. Don't racially profile, okay? Uh-huh. You see an old <laughs> Jewish lady who's returning to Tel Aviv and a young Palestinian man. They are exactly the same. Yes. Do not notice any patterns. That's so... It, it, why is it in this country that we have to do that? It's You know what? I, I, I put it on the death of math. Math used to be an important subject everyone had to take. I had to take it up, up in university. It was fucking hard. Mm. But that when you don't trust the numbers, you don't know the numbers. And I, I keep using this example, speaking of broads. I was arguing with this woman in Sundance, a friend of mine. It was a f- friendly argument. I said, how many illegals are there in America? You know what she said? 70 billion. <laughs> <laughs> That's where numbers are today. Oh, my goodness. Like how much, like the cop thing, you're talking about the cops. How long is their career? 20 years. What do most of them seem to retire on? Like 100, 120 grand. Huh. That's for 20 years they get that fucking pension. Huh. Let's go super low and say 90 grand. Huh. If you're a complete retard and never wrote the easy tests to become a detective. Uh-huh. Same with FDMY. No one, I mean, how many legals are there? 50 million? How much does the government spend a day? Like three or four billion? Huh. How much does Bill Gates and, and Warren Buffett have combined? I don't know, fucking 500 million? Mm-hmm. Actually, I should double check that. I'm- <laughs> well... The point is, it doesn't add up. 
to a healthy country. Exactly. There's a great video you got to watch called uh, Eat the Rich by Bill Whittle, where he breaks down the calendar year and how much you would have to take from everyone to pay off the, what the government usually spends. So he's not talking about paying off the $19 trillion. He's talking about paying the whatever we spend per year, I guess a trillion or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's calculating how much that would be. And he's he pulls in Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, all the money from the Super Bowl, all the money from all the top 500 corporations, everyone in the top 20%, 100% of all their money. Mm-hmm. And you barely make it through a year. And by the way, when you're done, there's nothing left. You've emptied the country. And what are you using this money for? To... To like say the government didn't show up one year and you had to continue their spending at the same pace, because the the mentality with these numbers haters is can't Warren Buffett and Bill Gates just pitch in and then we're good? Oh yeah, and you're saying it it would take all their money? Yeah, and and, and no, what would happen is with all their money, you would only cover maybe two days of government spending Jesus. and do zero to the nineteen trillion. Oh God, Man, and that's I, the it, hatred of numbers that it, brings us there. Well, it, it, and. I, I, things turned into trillions a few years ago during the Obama administration. Right. We got trillions instead of billions, and it, it freaked me out. But like, what do I know about the government numbers? And I, I guess a trillion is a lot. It's quite a bit. <laughs> it's, I, in fact, what is it? A thousand billion? It, it's. Yeah. It, I remember when calculators wouldn't do that. When calculators would only go up to a million. Yeah, and then they're like, "Fuck it, you're <laughs> no. on your own." Yeah, th- you'll never need a bigger number than one million. Just find a kid uh, <laughs> with one of those special calculators and, and, and work with that. Yeah, an engineering student can tell you a million times a million. But now, no now, here, now, here's something that I didn't, that I don't understand. Well, I do understand it, but I don't. Now, with Stop and Frisk, they raise all those objections about it being racially motivated and, and, raci- and, and applied unconstitutionally, uh, you know, across races. Using uh, racial profiling, et cetera. However, if that's true, right, and that's a basis to not do it, how come nobody ever attacked it on gender lines? Because they don't search any women. And, and women, you know, are half the fucking population. Don't impose logic on the narrative. <laughs> because it instantly deteriorates. That's really infuriating, isn't it? Well, All it is right, for me. So Why do I get upset? I'm looking at how much the government spends a day. If you include... The deficit and everything, then you get up to ten billion a day. Ten billion a day. Ten billion a day, and that's what, including interest on the debt yes, and stuff. Yes, okay. that's everything. Now, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, I think they only have uh, a few hundred million. I'll look that up while you blab. Okay. Well. Uh oh. Oh. No, it is frustrating because. It, it enables more spending. When you say, oh, it's okay, we just squeeze the millionaires a tiny bit more. Well, uh, I, you know. Okay, so he earned $11 billion this year, right? So that's $33 million a day. Uh, the government's spending $10 billion a day. So, Bill, you could take a whole year of Bill Gates and you still will only cover one day. Of the government. That's 365 Bill Gates years to do a year of the government spending. And I still, th- I know that like this sounds like every every taxi driver and elevator operator in the world, but I I think that if you gave me that much money, I could go, all right, let's, I think I can see where we can cut some things here. You know? yeah. yeah. How about the entire Department of Energy 
the entire Department of Education. Cut, what, do you, what do you mean? Cut the Department of Education? Privatize education 100%. Privatize it, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. We've, we're spending $12,000 per student per year, and it's been going up at 45 degrees since the 50s. You look at test scores, flatline. Mm-hmm. They haven't moved. The only time they go better, including Harlem and dangerous areas, is charter schools. Yeah, charter schools are great. It's all going into the administration. It's not going to teachers, although they're getting paid way too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if the students are doing well, then why? But you're right. Administration. They keep adding uh, bureaucrats and, and, and making work. And Title IX, shit like that. Making stupid rules. It's communism. Title IX says... I'm going to fund. I'm going to prevent rape. Sounds good on paper, right? Let's let's put money towards stopping rape. Yeah, you know, you know and, and, and a lot a lot of other things. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like like and you have to have you, go, you have to spend just as much money on uh, male athletics and lesbian athletics. You have to spend the same amount. Oh right, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So now, since uh, apparently you can't use whether or not you have a dick or a pussy as a guy, does this mean that guys can go fill up all those female teams? And go, I identify as a girl. They're going to have to if they want the money. And then they can get the money. And here's the other thing. Male sports is better than female sports. Yes. They're more predisposed to do that. They were chasing fucking saber-toothed tigers a quarter million years ago. Mm-hmm. Women aren't good at sports. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, do you ever get the feeling that they sit out just to try to, like, kill the the rest of the fucking sports teams? I never thought of that before. But of course they're going to boycott but, but with it. with the rape part of Title IX, right? They go... Uh, okay, we put this money in for all your rapes. You, you didn't get any rapes this year. We're going to have to cut your rape funding. No, no, hold on. Uh, Pat and Gavin raped someone. Yeah, that's it. Oh, good. Okay, you're back up to your quota. You got to keep those numbers high or else you stop being victims. And if you stop being victims, you stop making progress. Yeah. You only make progress to the degree to which you're victimized. Everybody knows that. And I'll tell you what. Remember Mattress Girl? Oh, yeah. So the guy she framed was Paul Nersinger or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's suing Columbia, mm-hmm. but I bet you even if they settle, even if they settle for fucking eight hundred grand or something, and which is all he can hope for, he's not going to get millions. Yeah, they'd still be ahead. They go, all right, we lost one, but we'll frame a bunch more guys, and we'll still get our Title IX money, and it'll still add up to way more than eight hundred in the long term. And it's not going to help his name. He's, I mean, you know, although fortunately for him, he has a shitty name, hard to say and remember. Right. It's hard not like, to spell. like Dave Blake. He'd be <laughs> fucked. Everything. Points to his innocence. You know, like, when you can't get convicted in the kangaroo court in a Columbia university, the most liberal university in the world, with the, with no standard of proof. No. And you're not allowed to come to your fucking trial. You may not show up. What is this? That's I, did, I think you could show up with Stalin. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy, right? In the it's absolutely insane. It's, it's insanity. It's, it's almost like they're going for insanity. I don't know. Well, it's the lunatics running the asylum, and that is the customers running the schools, and the customers are kids, and kids are fucking stupid. I was an idiot when I was that age. Yeah. Never trust anybody under 30. About Marx and Lenin and and the proletariat and how he doesn't understand the working man. I want to punch, get in a time machine and punch myself. Yeah, and, and that's the downside to social media stuff, I think. You know? It's because now they have all this like buying power and they have all this awareness and they, people can kind of know who they are and they can like sort of uh, meet uh, across. Uh, the, it kind of unifies that whole group of shitheads. True, but I think lies run sprints and the truth runs marathons. And the beauty of the information age is this data is out there. So with le- the wage gap myth, for example, mm-hmm. I believe pre-internet you could perpetuate that a hell of a lot longer. 
But now there's all this, not just as the, the information isn't just there in a boring legal PDF with charts. It's in fun animated videos with graphics, like the Prager Institute, and as the people appear, and yeah. a factory appears in the top right corner, and the workers go, you know, it's really easy to understand. You're way more optimistic than I am, because it doesn't matter. They can watch that, anybody who needs to be convinced, and go, no, I still believe it. Yeah, people I know still what you're believe saying. Mattress Girl. They still go. It doesn't matter. If you ask women, she got raped. If you ask men, she's fucking lying. Mattress Girl is a great uh, example to use too because her story is so obviously full of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to to blindly follow that, even when there's a massive backlash. I mean, the day she graduated, there's posters all over the Upper West Side or East Side or wherever Columbia is, mm-hmm. saying "Big Fat Liar" and "Pretty Little Liar." Yeah. Yeah, not "Big Fat Liar," "Pretty Little Liar." <laughs> <laughs> She's not. If it was "Fat Liar," she would have sued him for fat shaming. She's fucking hot. Oh. I'd love to fuck her. No kidding, really. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'd love to rape her if it was consensual. <laughs> Did you? What did you think of her little movie? That guy got a piece. Oh, that was that was really good. A great way to brainwash straights into becoming gay. That was the least sexual. Like my cock crawled into my body, packed its bags, and went to uh, on vacation for a week. Yeah, it was it, disgusting. It, it's like there was a there was like a, a smoke outline of where your dick was. <laughs> right? And I don't know. Uh, I wonder if that's how how sex actually is for her, or just when it's being you know video recorded uh, yeah, for I mean, public he, consumption. He didn't, look, one of the reasons that she was so adamant about ruining his life is because he rejected her. She's clearly not very fun in bed. Oh, yeah. And that she was sending him nice, sexy emails after and All those him to Facebook parties. messages were so... Re- yeah, I've, I, so familiar is what they were. I've read shit like that so many times. Right. Of people that you're just kind of... Oh. I've been on the other end of it, too. People brush each other off. That's what's happening. You mean you happening. would text girls saying, fuck me in the ass? <laughs> Say, I'd suggest it. <laughs> My ass wouldn't be the worst place to maybe put a thing. Just thinking of what? Uh, yeah, it's clearly what happened. I mean, like, you can watch the whole thing go down. No, he put it in her pussy. It went in her ass. She probably said, what are you doing? Okay, best case scenario for him, she said, oh, what are you doing? Worst case scenario for him, she said, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Yeah. But even in that horrible scenario... She's still sending him flirtatious texts and emails after, so it couldn't have been the worst. And to be honest, I've had a couple times where I was went from the vagina to the pooper, and it would be someone whose pooper I'd been in before. Mm-hmm. And they were it wasn't like a, like someone who said, never, ever go in there. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, no, not this time. And I would be like, sorry, it's out of my hands. we got to go through to the finish line here. Yeah, you're, you're going to get a butt full of goo. <laughs> this ship has sailed. I would love to stop. I'm on your side. I wish this was all over. You're clicking your heels together. We're both witnesses to this crime. Uh, it's, that, that is kind of a, a, a weird situation because it's such an intimate moment and there's so many variables and there's so much subtlety to it. I, in my head, have it. that it, like, uh, he's, you know, he's like, do you want to try it this way? And she's like, uh, yeah, I guess. Let's try it. You know. And so he tries well, she it. She sent him a text saying, fuck me in the ass. Yeah, later, right? No, before. Oh, before? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Which is part of her defense is that I sent it before, not after. Great defense. <laughs> I demanded that he do it. <laughs> yeah. So then he does, and then like right as it's kind of like going in the rim, she's like, I, I don't, uh, like that, you know? And uh-huh. then he kind of like, he does whatever he does, because he's thinking, because you get to that moment, you're like, I'm either coming out or I'm going in, you know? And then he just went in, whatever. And I think at worst, it was that. 
I I'm think the, the girl I'm thinking of is I'm actually getting a boner just talking about it, but she was this Filipina, uh, my previous girlfriend before my wife, and uh, she didn't want it in her butt that time. I the ship had sailed, oh. and then afterwards it was like poor sportsmanship. Like it was like I went out with you and didn't buy my round. And you're oh. like, dude, I just spent thirty bucks on beer. You didn't never had your put your hand in your pocket once. And we were great the next day, and or right after we were great. But it was like rude. And if you watch the, the Mindy Project, there's an episode where she's with her boyfriend and he puts it in the poop chute, uh-huh. and she he pretends it was an accident, and you're not sure if it was an accident or not. And that's the plot of that episode. It's a comedy episode on mainstream TV, and everyone's laughing. But in Colombia, it's a rape that needs to ruin someone's life. Yeah. Well, there are no perfect victims. Yes, that was her thing. Oh. Do me a favor. Watch out if you tap that with your leg down there. Oh, okay. I, it's coming. Uh, and um, so, so with the Filipina girl, it's basically like you were the new, the New England, the New England Patriots here. You're you're like Tom Brady for a moment with Deflate Gate. Yes. Sneaking it in. You had a little, maybe a little intel you weren't supposed to have for whatever reason. And so, did you fuck her in the ass after that? Oh yeah, a million times. Okay. Um. And I had a million times before, but she wasn't into it that night. And so I would argue that the fact that I had fucked her in the ass before was the same as, uh, what's her name? What was her name again? The mattress girl? Sulkovich. Emma Sulkovich? Emma, yeah. Sulkovich. Um, the fact that she Sulkowicz. sent a, a text to the guy saying, fuck me in the ass, meant this is in our wheelhouse. Yeah, it's not direct consent, but it's in the wheelhouse. Right, it's yeah. saying, this is in my vocabulary. And by the way, he responded to that uh, message, no. No thanks. Yeah, not into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. So what do you think about the idea that, that what's happening with sex is that the it, it, it is part of some kind of, a, you know, if control language, control what people do, uh, control sex, take the fun out of sex, take the men out of sex. Yep. Turn power over, right? So that, like, your strength is a weakness. And, you know, the fact that you are somebody to be feared, you know, because you can rape somebody, turns you into a suspect. And basically, we're always on the defensive. And then eventually, you're like, fuck this shit. Kind of like the Japanese are now. Right. Because they're not interested in women at all. Right. And we have MGTOW, men going their own way. Yeah. Oh, is that here? Yeah. Oh, it sounded Japanese. I know it's an awkward acronym, <laughs> but uh, McDowell. It's it's and to to imply that there's a grand plan to it all, I think is is giving it too much credit. It's just sabotage. It's just snarky sabotage. It's it's just spoiled brats. But you know what? I I have a video at, at this that came out today called the the new Victorians, and if look at what they want to sabotage, right? Sex, art, which is jokes, mm-hmm. and uh, wait, sex, art, humor. Yeah, they're they're all they're often the same thing. Like they had that statue in uh, near Boston at Wellesley College that was the a sleepwalker man, or something. Yeah, the sleepwalker, man in his underwear. So that's art and sex, and they want it taken away. And if you look at Queen Victoria, right, and you make her hair blue, and you give her some beehive glasses, she looks like a social justice warrior. These are fat, ugly cunts huh. who aren't having any fun, so they don't want you to have any fun. Yeah. And men don't like them, so they don't like men. And they want to sabotage their lives, and they want to—they want power, and they want absolute power, and it's corrupting them absolutely. And they're just fucking wrecking shit because they're bitter cunts. Oh. Like, look at Trump fans. When you see a woman at a Trump rally, she's usually fucking hot. 
Yeah. I mean, outside of moms and the tea party stuff, when you see a girl that's, you know, under 35, she's a fucking stunner. Yeah. And then you go to a Bernie rally where he wants to take your freedom away and stop you from doing stuff. And he's even tried to ban jokes. Like he has Bernie is my comrade t-shirts he's trying to extinguish because he doesn't like that joke. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> weird. He doesn't want to be associated with uh, communism or something, but <laughs> yeah, it's a good joke. Yes. And it's true. That's I, so. But they really are the new Puritans and they are out here to take fun away from us. And in a in a, a culture like Western culture, it's built on fun. I mean, mm-hmm. this country was built on booze. It was built on saying what you're what's on your mind. It's It was built on on freedom from religion in the sense that I think the Puritans wanted to celebrate their own weird religion and didn't want... Uh, wait a minute, I'm calling both sides the Puritans now. Yeah. The, the religious immigrants wanted to be able to do what they want. It, it comes from people wanting to be left alone. Sure. And Victorianism... We want to burn witches. <laughs> there were some of them who came here to burn witches. They did a great job. Yeah. A lot of those witches were bitches. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, they floated. What are we going to do? They floated. You investigate a lot of these women who were stoned to death in Islam, and a lot of them were cunts. (laughs) She was super fucking annoying. I don't want to blame the victim, but Jesus. You're going through all these documents. i got to be honest with you. This woman had filed about 340 complaints, noise complaints. She lied about being raped. She was just a nightmare. She gave out the worst Halloween candy. Commissioner Bratton put on a show while making good on a promise. The top cop personally supervised the destruction of dozens of confiscated dirt bikes and ATVs. An FYI to the law-flouting jackasses, daredevil ne'er-do-wells, and weekend wastrels caught operating this shit where they shouldn't have have been operating it. But maybe Commissioner Bratton said it better. In a statement after the crushing, we want to send out a very strong message to the nitwits and knuckleheads who insist on operating these illegal vehicles on the streets, sidewalks, parks, and housing developments of the city of New York, creating extraordinary danger, not only for themselves, but more importantly for the public. No, I think I said it better. Okay, so uh, where's the danger here? How many people have been killed by these stupid motorbikes? Uh, five last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> five. Yes, five. The number is, I, I need to see a chart of the number five. I can't mentally picture that. Mm. <laughs> How many died of the numbers uh, of are bee a little bit hard to comprehend? Shark attacks in Coney Island, <laughs> five. How many people died of air conditioners falling on their head? Four. Whoa. Uh, well, 679 of these vehicles have been confiscated so far in 2016. Fucking New York. I'm and he out was of here, by the way. Uh, uh, out of New York? Or are you running out of time today? No, I'm out of this city. Oh, to Westchester. Yes, the okay. suburbs. Where you can have a gun. Just have a gun. That's okay. Can you really? Yes. Can you carry it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You you, you can. Uh, no, you can't. Uh, look, I, I agree with it. I think, that, I think that they should get rid of these fucking things. Uh, they're illegal. What? Dude, have you ever seen them riding in groups? They do that fucking Hollywood stunt. Did you see them beat the shit out of Alex uh, Leanne back oh, in yeah. uh, 2013? No, that's different, though. They blocked off the West Side Highway. Yeah. And then had racing competitions. That's blocking off the highway. That's bad. So you're saying bikes don't block off the highway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. People block off highways. Yeah, but, I do, but I do think they should discourage these fuckers. Because, uh, those. I mean, it's not about saving lives. That's obviously true. Look, they have no dad. You have idle hands. Mm-hmm. You have $30,000 in cash. 
what else are you going to do but buy a three-wheeled vehicle that looks like a Batmobile? Have you seen? You go up to fucking Washington Heights, and you—that's all you see—is these guys in these seventy-thousand-dollar fucking weirdo. I saw Espedes from the Mets driving on once. Uh. It's got a big tire in the back, like a Batmobile thing, and then two tires way thirteen feet in the front, and then these weird like curves on it and stuff. It looks. Fucking ridiculous. Well, what's the advantage of something like that? Nothing. It could, and, and if you're in an SUV, you can't see them. So it's it's just coke dealers blowing money. Well, these Hollywood stunts fuckers. Uh, an undercover cop was one of them. He he got convicted of hardly anything. They just, man, they almost killed that fucking guy. It was it was really it was really tough to watch. Uh, seizures are up ninety six percent from last year. Uh, 104 operators arrested on on reckless endangerment charges. And now you have Bratton out here with a checkered flag in Red Hook while a couple of bulldozers run over these fucking things. Oh, he had a checkered flag. Yeah. Great <laughs> optics, right? What a dick. I like that. In Hell's Kitchen, a knife-wielding maniac. I'm glad the cops are still doing their job. 49th Street and 8th Avenue. This guy was shot dead by police after a wild confrontation. This was just this morning, leaving a woman injured. Uh, cops were stationed at a Verizon uh, protest. That's why they were there. And uh, they responded to the confrontation and uh, shot the guy. Just opened fire. He was hit multiple times. They cuffed him after they shot him. <laughs> well, you don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I hope they bury him in cuffs. Yeah, a cop in the Bataclan in Paris got shot through the hand into the neck. Still took down three terrorists after. No kidding. Yeah. I bet you heard some amazing stories over there. Yeah, well, just to get back to that Hell's Kitchen thing, I spoke to my people. And uh, they go, nah, it was just a fucking piece of shit in the neighborhood. There's one less of them around now. It's oh. nothing. Because I thought, you know what? That was West- kind of my assumption. <laughs> yeah, but, well, the, the the Westies, the Irish mob used to control that area. Oh. Have you been to Hell's Kitchen recently? Not recently. Dude, it is Fagtown, USA. Oh, right. <laughs> I've been it, here since it became that, yeah. It's like an SNL sketch. Yeah. Like, I, I'm standing around, and it's not just gays, but, like, flaming homosexuals. Now, are you talking about just the area, or are you talking about the specific I'm... bar, Fagtown, USA? <laughs> the bar is Mickey Spillane's, actually. Okay. I'm talking about, like, 9th Ave, 10th Ave, 49th, up to 52nd. I mean, I didn't see one guy not wearing a feather boa. <laughs> like, raging queers, giggling, stoned, ordering burgers at Lucky Burger, stroking their, do you have vegan burgers? I want a whole wheat bun. I've never even heard of a whole wheat bun before. <laughs> Prancing around, it's it's honestly like that Eddie Murphy sketch where he becomes white uh-huh. and everything is different. I felt like I was in. If it was a movie set, I would have went. You guys way overdid it. Uh-huh. No such place. <laughs> you gotta, we gotta scratch through this scene with a big red pen, guys. Start over. Yeah, there was some ex-con I was talking to, and he goes, "Look, I was used to seeing guys holding hands on the inside. I didn't know I'd see it in my own fucking neighborhood." <laughs> and he'd only been in for about five years. Now. Ten years ago, you had the Westies, the Irish mob, who ran that place, and they were fucking psychotic. The mobsters in Little Italy wouldn't deal with them because they said, I don't like these guys. The problem with them is they're not scared of dying, and that takes away a certain currency if there's no fear of death. You can't threaten someone who doesn't care if they die. And the, the story I got, the, the one that really haunts me is... That was a great 90-year-old mobster. You just... <laughs> well, I'm talking to the top brass. I'm not going to have some fucking punk. Yeah. I want to have the main guy. He's the guy deciding whether to deal with them or not. And that, that's why terrorism is why you can't beat that. Yeah. Because they don't care. They don't care if they die. Exactly. Well, in fact, it's a, a victory to yeah. die. And then, and then certain women, too. Redheads. What? They don't care. Oh, yeah. If you start dealing with a woman who just does not 
give a shit about anything, then you 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 lose. God, I want. She'll f- take it I'd further love to than you. Fuck one though. I'm. I haven't <laughs> fucked a crazy bitch in like 15 years. I want some wild redhead. I want to get a day pass to fuck a redhead. Mm. Just have her smash plates and scream. You know, you're, I, you've had a little more crazy than most. Three major redheads in my life. One was the, my first wife, who, uh, you know, whatever, that's negligible. Five years, whatever, marriage. And then the, the second one tried to murder me. And then the third <laughs> one was, like, just notably good at sex. Notably. Really? She was a, a religious fanatic, Seventh-day Adventist, who thought the universe was 6,000 years old. And I took her to the Natural History Museum, and she's like, carbon dating is flawed. Oh, really? Yeah. So what is it, 7,000? <laughs> <laughs> but wanted to fuck always. Just never didn't want to fuck. And would do anything. And just, uh, whatever, by instruction. Good. I want Butts? you to... Huh? Could you go in the butt? God, yeah. She loved it. She wow. loved everything. Any, would she lick your asshole? She would do anything. Anything. I, I would... Toys? Say, would you bring toys I, into the mix? We, I didn't even get started on toys yet. We had a long-distance relationship, which also helped. But I would say, like, I want you to suck my dick, and while you're doing that, piss on the floor like a whimpering dog. No problem. No. Wow. <laughs> Maybe not that time, but the very next time. That's wonderful. She was she was great. I got a lot of photographs of her. You got uh, him here? Yeah. Well, let's pull them out. Let's do it. Okay. A Bronx man on track. Oh, wait. I'm not done. I'm not done. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. Man, go ahead. Yeah. So, the, the Westies. So, uh, there was the, the oh, yeah. two stories. takes away a certain currency. <laughs> now we're going back to Italian. I don't know how the Irish mob talked in Hell's Kitchen. I don't assume they had Irish accents. But so some guy bumps into one of the cars, right? This is 49th Street and 10th Ave. And uh, he goes, Oh, shit, that's shitty of me. I'll do what all people do. I'll leave a note. Hey, I bumped your car. Sorry about that. I'm going to be in this bar here. Uh, I'm wearing a red shirt. Come up to me and I'll pay for the damages, whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll work it out. He comes up. He goes, Hey, you the guy that hit my car? He goes, Oh, yeah, hi. <laughs> Kills him dead. <laughs> the guy didn't mean any ill favor. He was very sorry. Yeah. Dead. I went out of his way to out himself. Went out Let of me... his way to pay for it. Jeez. And then there was another story. This woman married one of them. I'm actually maybe I should be scared even talking about this. But this woman married one of them, and then uh, they got divorced. And no one would fucking. She was a leper. Like she'd go into a bar. The entire bar would empty over to one side like she just farted. And she'd be all alone <laughs> at the bar just sipping. And she went crazy after a while. She, she'd be screaming on the streets, What am I? What do I got? The plague? She goes, I'm not married to him anymore. Wow. You, about to, you need to move. Yeah, exactly. Just, well, that's what she ended up. Actually, she ended up dating a junkie who cared less about his life than a Westie. And then moved. Yeah. And they went off and... Died of AIDS together. <laughs> HPV. What's the HPV ep- hepatitis? Is, yeah. yeah. You don't die of HPV. Well, you do. If you, you die now, of embarrassment you, when people find out. <laughs> do you ever worry about getting that uh, pussy eating disease that Michael Douglas got? Yeah, because I've had venereal warts a million times. Sure. And so. And and uh, if you go down on a girl who has that shit, then you can uh, definitely have that. Well, yeah. So we probably have throat cancer. Yeah, well, they say the link with uh, STDs and cancer is high, but at that point, cancer is just looking for an opening. And if, if there's a slightly thinner part of the wall where there's an STD, it's going to go through there. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, you're going to wind up like uh, breathing in some secondhand smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, lung cancer. It's like saying, you know, 90% of, of people who live in South Chicago or Detroit get broken in through their windows. Yeah, but if I boarded up the windows, they're still coming in. Yeah, they're going to get me on the way home with my groceries. <laughs> right. Cancer's bron- going to get you, sucker. 
a Bronx man on trial for assault after smashing a chair over the heads of a pair of drunken homosexuals at a Chelsea barbecue joint. The defendant, 42-year-old Baina Lakayam El-Amin, uh, the sloppy drunk gays, 33-year-old Jonathan Snipes, and 25-year-old Ethan Adams. Names are much easier to say. They were drinking margaritas. At Fags. <laughs> Who drinks margaritas at Dallas Barbecue on 23rd Street? They what a it's gay. They're begging for it. Uh, Snipes uh, was unhappy to get a message telling him his uncle was ill. And the prosecutor explained. He started uh, displaying his emotions, she said, speaking loudly. And Ethan was grabbing him, grabbing his arm, begging him not to leave. Snipes got up to go and he knocked over his margarita. Allegedly, he overheard Elamine mumble, faggots over there spilling their drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who says faggots in Chelsea? <laughs> I don't know. That's, I, like, that's like you live in Harlem and you're like, fucking nigger spilling their drinks. <laughs> I'm tired of it. I hate living in Harlem. <laughs> Everywhere you look, yeah, it's a nigger spilling a margarita. I used to live in Harlem in 1642, and it was just grass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you're 6'5", you're from the Bronx, you say whatever you want. He says he didn't say that. I believe him. He also says he's gay. <laughs> he says, I'm gay. His lawyer says not only is he gay... But he has been active in the LGBT community for more than 10 years. So he's been sucking dick for a long time. So maybe I have heard faggots say things like, look at those fucking faggots spilling their drinks. Oh, fucking yeah. faggots. Well, Come here, you faggot. <laughs> it's just a way of meeting somebody. <laughs> well, it's just a soused snipes marched over to Elamine's table and blurted, what did you call us? You don't know us. And then smacked him with a soft, small purse. <laughs> The term is scrotum, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Amin stands 6'5", goes 260. Oh, that was me. I, I had a burrito for lunch. And uh, and according to the Post, see, uh, Elamin stands 6'5", and he goes 260 pounds. According to the Post, he hit and kicked Snipes, then stood up and oh, tossed nice. him on the floor. Chair fight. <laughs> he's already he's sitting down, punching him and kicking him. Then he stands up, tossed him on the floor. The prosecutor said, then the defendant lifted his large-sized foot and stomped on Mr. Snipes' head. And that was the moment he crossed the line from self-defense to assault. Right there, with Why his large-sized foot. This? I mean, I enjoy hearing about it, but as far as the law goes, like this stuff, it, when we were kids, this was all handled in the baseball, abandoned baseball field <laughs> next to the school. Well, these aren't children. This no, is a 42-year-old well, man. Even more so. It should even more be left alone. Fuck. In the middle of a, a barbecue as restaurant. As long as you don't pop out your eye socket, make you, as long as there's no permanent damage. And even that. I saw some bum by the studio today, and part of his sign said, blind in my left eye. I've seen that guy. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Do something. Get a job. What, you know, depth perception? What's the matter? You can't do oil paintings of <laughs> landscapes? Become a useful person. I always like the people who are like, I am a dollar fifty away from getting a bus ticket back to Oklahoma. Never happens. They get, for some reason they can go free. Have you seen the woman who goes around claiming she was beaten? She's a victim of domestic violence. This is near a studio. I mean, the, she's on the like the N train all the time. I mean, she's don't call a very it strange. It's, tr it's the train that goes to Harlem. I don't like that when you say. That. <laughs> of course, it terminates uh, in Astoria. And uh, it's it, it is the number uh, the letter N. So she's yeah. I even know her name. I forget her name. God damn it. I know she she gives her name. 
but she just accuses and then there's videos of her fighting with different people who like cross her like they're on YouTube you've seen it like she's been begging and talking this shit I am a victim of domestic abuse coincidentally I had it coming that's not the point <laughs> obviously I'm a cunt obviously you can see I can be quite a handful <laughs> and imagine if I was in your home you may eventually snap yeah. she's gotten in guys faces a guy like ah you hit me like you hit your wife and it's just like she's fucking crazy it's the yeah. worst anyway Shit like that happens, and you can't get that settled. I say, right? Take this, it to court. This sounds like it, it's sort of like when someone's a cutter. You go, so let me get this straight. You have this annoying habit that gets on my nerves, and you also draw blood from yourself and cause yourself pain. Yes. Done. Judge and jury. <laughs> we're, we're, our work is done here. Guilty. Yeah, I want to cut you for doing something so lame. Oh, you did. Okay, we're good. Yeah, cutters. Uh, Ryan Reese has the best joke about that. He says, "Why?" Because that's a that's a that's a. Uh, I, I guess he says it's a like an illness, like a mental illness. He says one that only white women get. Yeah. It's like Hispanic women when they get upset, they cut you. <laughs> <laughs> they eat your food. Yeah. But I, uh, I shouldn't be quoting somebody else's jokes. I guess. Yeah, that was really uncool. But uh, you you notice that with bulimia too and anorexia, every time they have a documentary, they always seem to not only be white women but Canadian white women. For no some kidding, reason. really Canadian. Yeah, when was the time you heard of a black bulimic or a Puerto Rican bulimic? Like, there's no incentive there for them to shrink their ass. the The demand does not. The demand can barely handle. Wait, the supply can barely handle the demand. That's yeah, it. Yeah, they're they're yeah. A big ass is good. They they get a beefed up. They go and get these dangerous. Surgeries from unlicensed cosmetologists to fill them full of silicone. Super glue or something. This yeah. weird big ass. Well, that's like that's like plaster of Paris in there. For everyone at home who watches Black Ink, we all saw that. Uh, what's her name? Just got um, her tits and ass done. Mm. I heard the ass is notoriously unreliable too. Like it shifts around. Your ass is under a lot of duress over the. Well, day. Yeah, you sit on it. It's 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 used for things. Yeah, tits. You know, they're strictly ornamental. They don't serve any function, but ass cheeks, that's Tell real. Tell you what, ladies, if you are getting an ass job, avoid a guy named The Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> because one of his insults will be detrimental to the future of your new ass. The Fonz? Yeah, sit on it. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, was, I, could not make, I couldn't connect those dots quickly enough. <laughs> Well, so th so Mr. Snipes is tiny, is the point that she says. Unfortunately, his mouth isn't, and he continued to scream. Nothing enrages a Bronx giant like a tiny screaming gay. And Elamine grew angrier and angrier. That's when he grabbed a wooden chair, smashed it over their heads. His attorney said, not only is he not gay, uh, not only is he gay, but like I said, active in the community. So, so now tell me this. What fucking difference does that make? It's not like it gives you, like, I can, I, that means well, I can... See, it makes it not a hate crime, This but is the maybe. problem with hate crimes, is we get into your head. I want to know your motives. It's it's Stalinism. It's getting into your fucking brain. Yeah. Get out of my brain. Yeah. And, okay, if you want to get into something as stupid as my brain, and my brain is very stupid, mm -hmm. then I'll just change it. Uh, I'm a woman. How's that now? <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, now you threatened a woman. In fact, I saw some video we talked about on the show where some anti-Trump guy horks a loogie in a guy's face, a Trump guy's face. Oh, yeah, I've seen and then that. he goes, I'm a woman! <laughs> Go ahead, hit a woman! Like, that's the tangled web you weave when you take out reality. What kind of world is this? Wait, well, that guy has that. That is his fucking go-to. That's his car. He feels so good about saying yeah. that. You hit a woman, and he, there's and at no point go, what, what have I become? What is this? No, it's like he's enjoying his false logic and bathing in it. 
Oh, gross. I'm a woman. I'm a fag. I'm and not. I'm black. <laughs> I'm every... My, I think I figured I'm it out. I'm an X-Man. <laughs> I'm morphing before your very eyes. <laughs> I'm a micronaut. I think the reason why white people love to point out all the wrongs of white people that we're doing to all the people of color is because it makes you like, first of all, other than like makes you like better than the other white people, but it makes you a victim by extension. You get to be a victim somehow by pointing out their victimhood. And it's like, cause, cause we never got, to, I guess they feel they didn't get to be victims enough themselves. Well, it's really a luxury of affluence and it's think of us as two ponces in a salon with brandy glasses, right? And we're both going, I say to you, you know, Pat, I'm a woman. And then you go, I'm sorry, what do you mean? I am to identify as a woman for what is gender, if not something that one perceives of oneself? I mean, are we even, that's the kind of thing you say in college, like, are we even here? It's only your senses, sight, touch, smell, that makes you know you're here. That's not enough verification. Your movie's different from my movie. Yeah, yeah. How do you know you're not dead? So it's the kind of things you do when you're rich and you have time. And then imagine some plumber walks into our salon and we're like, hello, I'm a woman. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he doesn't understand. He's what a simple tradesman. You know what? You're punished. You're punished. I'm going to have you banished for your sheer ignorance. And we both go... <laughs> Fags. Did you say fags? You're punished. You're punished for your lack of intellectual athleticism. You have to be able to think like me and come up with crazy shit that doesn't make any sense. We'll always be one step ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I hate it. Well, five teenage girls working as teenage prostitutes beat up a teenage girl after, they say, she spread rumors that one of them was a prostitute. There you go. It happened to be true. <laughs> the truth is no longer a defense. That's... that's no one That's likes to be talked. Look, I understand. I was a young girl once. I wasn't always this crusty old bitch that you see. But <laughs> I don't know, it, it, this is one of those situations. You should worry less about your reputation for being a prostitute and more about the fact you're, that you're a teenage prostitute. It's by far the more potentially damaging issue, I yes. think. You know, it's dangerous. You're vulnerable. You might get raped and not get paid. You don't get that time back. And if you're a teenage prostitute, best case scenario, you fuck a bunch of creeps and don't get AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. That's and no one ever finds out. Like, Caitlin Bailey loves to brag about the six months she was a prostitute as some sort of badge of honor. And it, I'm like, you don't understand that chastity has a currency, and you're bragging about how you blew all your money. Yeah. Well, it's okay, because whenever that goes out of fashion for her or she decides it isn't something she wants to talk about anymore, she'll just change it. Yeah. That never I was happened. doing a parody of someone who was a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Uh... Perfectly, or I, I still was raped my... for six months. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what it comes down to. I mean, uh, the, the definition of rape continues to change. High school girls and their teens, these girls, it's amazing. They would meet these girls, they would, they would meet their Johns on Craigslist and Backpage, right? Backpage.com. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, which is fucked up because these, these girls are just teenagers. There's hundreds of, te of teachers everywhere. You know what I mean? Why not just get fucked? Why do you need to go to Backpage? When you can actually uh, fuck, I, I'm pretty sure that you could solicit a lot of sex from, I mean, like, uh, from the teachers. They have a lot of money. High school teachers. Of... You're saying use your high school teachers as Johns. Is that your advice? <laughs> yes. do you That's my play advice. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, pretend, it's, let's pretend there was some humor there. All right. Let's anyway, imagine. okay, so here's what happened. This, this girl, Anani Lua, she was the leader of the sex and stripper ring, right? 
In fact, uh, she, uh, according to the horror testimony, she wanted to be president, like something. Like Anani Lou. She's, she's Asian. Uh, Lewis. Oh no, she's she's not Asian. <laughs> she's certainly not. Getting horny there. A teenage sex ring uh, does need a strong executive branch. But what does it mean to be president? Well, um, you know, they talk about prices and shit like that, so they have to set the squad goals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> squad goals. She helps them to. Uh, she says she had this su- suggestion. How to get through the sometimes boring sessions with Craigslist Johns. She says, imagine yourself in a porno. Wow. Oh, Can you remember the so last time? Wrong. Well, I mean, I can't remember the last time I didn't think about porno. <laughs> to well, some I, degree. I do like, I've always liked to sort of make it uh, memorable or at least special. You know, you never just beat off into a woman. Like, uh, 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 uh. You want to be like, dun, 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 the chariots of fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, Evangelis. Yeah. You want to be slow motion running on a beach. Something. You want to, what about your leg over here now? Yeah. You don't want to look like a, a last American virgin or some shit. Right, right, uh, right. Like, uh, fast times are my eye. Once you take the performance out of it, 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 it's a downhill slope from there. Now you're just like two people masturbating using your bodies. I want, I want it to be remembered as Stanley Kubrick's You Just Got Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, teenage prostitutes. This That goes back to a trial. This this uh, It was a high school football player who shot into the melee as these whores were all getting into a fight because the one girl it, was talking about them being whores. You need to tell me the race of these. It's a different world. I'm sick of everyone pretending we all have the same culture and the same behavior and the same history and the it's, same... Yeah, they're black. Okay. He's a high school guys, football that's star. A whole, if it was white people, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. If it's black people, you go, oh, yeah, that was a Thursday. Okay. Well, well how do you explain that? That, that there's such a different... You mean, you mean there's a different well, standard? Gun ownership, or just... for one. What Was it in New York? I mean, whites don't have guns in New York. Blacks sure do. Yeah. They even let him... Uh, Keep playing on the, on the team because it's what? Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that gang murder? Well, is, he didn't. Isn't that sh- multiple homicides. Well, no, no. Nobody died, but he shot three people. Jesus but they all lived. He fired eight times. He was three for eight on the day, uh, which is a, a lackluster. Couldn't get into his rhythm. Two touchdowns and a pick. <laughs> and but nobody died, and and they let him play. And then and then he got arrested again for carrying a loaded weapon after this. Before this trial, but after this, because this is on trial now. Right. And they let him play, and they had one more game. They let him play in the big game. Because it's criminal charges are not an element of it at all. It's only your performance as a student and, and like, attendance, I guess. Okay, so you could be John Wayne Gacy and still be on the team as long as you got Bs. Yeah, unlike, logic. unlike the NFL. Which, you know, I was you talking know, to a principal in Hell's Kitchen who, uh, closer to Harlem, and he was saying he just lives in perpetual fear of students. They all do. Mm. Like, the students bring phones to class now. And if there's something untowards, they go, you better cool it. I'm going to call my mom. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, you can't call your mom. And they'll say, can I use the bathroom? You can't say no to that. It's all like things you can't do. And then they go to the hallway. They call their mom. And then the mom comes in and balls them out. And they're in shit. And they live in perpetual fear of this. Yes. I'm not exactly sure why. But you can't even, you can't expel kids. That's not done. You can't fail kids. You can't even suspend them. Because if you suspend them, they have the right to an education. So they have to come in and get their own private tutor. Or else you're denying them education. So you have to pay for a substitute. So that comes out of your budget. 
So the principal just goes, well, I don't, I don't blow more money on this fucking asshole. And they, like the other day, there's these two 11-year-olds kicking the living shit out of, out of each other in a, a high school up in, in Harlem. Uh-huh. And the mothers come in and go, what the fuck is the matter with these school? this school? You should have kept them separate. They should have been protected. You know, like it's not like one girl was sitting there trying to eat her lunch, and these two gorillas started pounding on her. It's two eleven-year-old boys decided they wanted to use fists to resolve a problem, uh-huh. and it's my fucking fault. Well, yeah, and you're probably not allowed to touch them anyway. Yeah. What am I gonna do? I can take care of it. Believe me. If I jump in, then I'm gonna get fired. Right. Well, it's very hard to get fired as a teacher. You're gonna go to the rubber room. And well, yeah, that's think- a good point. It's it's impossible to get fired as a teacher. Yet teachers can't do anything. So I don't understand how to rectify those two. Well, they, all all that happens is they go to uh, they they don't get to teach anymore. Their their career is like stalled. Right. And uh, then I don't know. They go to the stupid rooms where they sleep on the floor. They're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, well, hey, listen, uh, Gavin. Thanks for taking so much time. No problem. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I don't know why I talk that way. I, I don't it. really talk that way. <laughs> You're right. You sound like a 110-year-old frog <laughs> saying his last words. Well, that uh, might be the case. I just want to say I had a great time. and I... Help me with this hashtag. I want to try to spread this. Lives don't matter. Hashtag lives don't matter. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're done. What would you like? <laughs> That's it. Lives don't matter. Yeah. Thank you. That's my last request. Deathbed request from Gavin McInnes. And uh, <laughs> watch him on the compound... Is it compound.com? Compound Media? I mean, anthonycumia.com still works. Go to anthonycumia.com. I'm going to keep saying it. The name that is synonymous with truth. Thank God for Anthony Cumia. What an amazing individual, an incredible... I don't know why I'm totally fucking... Blowing the why, dude. Why am I blowing him? He's not even because here. Because it's very expensive to be pro-free speech in this day and age. God knows it's cost me millions. And for someone to knowingly walk into the wood chipper and say, here we go, boys, mm-hmm. takes real bravery. I mean, the guy invested a fortune in that studio, and we're all benefiting from it. And we're and I'm doing a show that I could not do anywhere else. Right. And, and I'm we're very... living in an era of uh, crippling fear. I mean, I don't know how many people... This bothers me almost more than the social justice warriors, but I don't know how many people come up to me and go, hey, man, love that you say what you say. I feel the same way. I mean, I, I could never say it, but uh, thanks for saying it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Czechoslovakia. <laughs> people are terrified. Well, what's going on here is a non-white male privilege. So all we hear about all day is our privilege, mm-hmm. yours and mine. But what's really going on here is anyone else gets all the perks. Like if you're black and female and kind of funny, you get a gig on The Daily Show. We need you. We need... Remember the woman who created The Daily Show said when I heard Trevor Noah was a new host, I was so happy he wasn't white. Yeah, Why? Because it's all about, we need, we've had enough of white males. Let's take a time out. So what you end up with is reverse privilege. And I don't really give a shit either way, but what your agenda is, but I'm saying whatever I want, whenever I want. There you go. And that's what the Kumia Network is all about. Compound Media, a.k.a. AnthonyKumia.com, where you can find New York City Crime Report once a week. You can find Gavin McInnes there four fucking days a week at 10.30 a.m., a morning show. And people, someday they're going to go, remember when you had the morning show? Then before we got the late show. <laughs> uh, watch it and, and become informed. Uh, I, fuck, informed. Be entertained. Because it's, uh, it's all laughs. All right. Thanks one more time, Gavin McKinnis. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for, uh, thank you for listening to New York City Crime <laughs> <laughs>